I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Do you want to tell them we've, we've been targeted? We're the victim of a crime. It was late the other night. We're getting into bed. And I hear a little rustling, a little giggling outside. And so I peek my face around and I can see youths. And they're laughing and they're giggling. And then one of them disappears and he returns pulling a dead Christmas tree. And I see him pull the Christmas tree into our neighbor's front garden. And I think... That's very annoying, but like a little bit funny. But I'm not going to do anything about it. You're not going to bang on the window. If I'm going to interact with a youth of tomorrow, ideally I'd have full face of makeup. I need to somehow seem not like vulnerable to the attack of like you ugly old bag lady. But when you talk about the need to put on makeup, you're not envisaging some kind of Mrs. Robinson situation. No, no, I, I don't. I it's don't not fluffy slippers. With my titties up and out. silky robe. I think if I seemed sexually alluring to an 18-year-old, that 18-year-old is mentally broken. <laughs> like he's been through a sad trauma that we shouldn't get into if he finds me sexual. The following morning, why don't you take over? I go to leave the house. I open the front door. In falls a Christmas tree on top of me. It turns out they weren't dragging this thing into our neighbour's front garden. They were dragging it into ours. Do you have a theory as to why we were targeted? Yeah, I don't think it was random. And it was because our Christmas wreath was still up. Can I put an alternative theory to you? I'm wondering if our house is drawing too much attention to itself generally. Go on. Well, you've got your little hedges and jumpers. And recently, I've noticed it's a bit like a day of the Triffids situation, where more and more potted plants are appearing on and around our doorstep. It's like, I think you are making a statement. There are some well-kept potted plants in the front. You're making it sound like I'm doing fucking shit with figurines. There's no fucking figurines in my front garden. Yet. We reached a peak that I acknowledge was communicating a flavor that then made us the target of these pieces of little shit. (laughs) If my child at 20 years old is dragging a dead Christmas tree onto someone's property, first of all, I hope he's not fucking living in my house by the age of 20 anyway, but if he is... Yeah, get the fuck out. If I find out he's done that and he is still living in my house, I'm kicking him out. It is funny, though. It was funny when it was happening to the neighbors. (laughs) And it was inappropriate and disrespectful when it happened to me. All right. Do you want to tell them who our guest is on this episode? Oh, my gosh. Let's take us all back to August of 2022. I'm in Edinburgh. The show of the month is by this young, hot upstart. 
named Leo Reich. He's doing this stand-up hour. It's called Literally Who Cares. It tore up the scene. He gets all the stars. He gets the nomination that has snowballed into an HBO Max special, which is available now on Sky here in the UK. And we saw a trailer for it about a month ago, and, and it just looks better. I think sometimes the budgets for filming these British comedy specials aren't very big. No. And we saw the trailer for this thing and thought, that looks expensive. That looks classic. We thought they gave Leo Reich a lot of money. <laughs> it looks fantastic. He is a fucking star. Our guest today is stand-up comic Leo Reich. Quick watch. I was very excited this week to see that one of my all-time favorite comedians... Maria Bamford, has a new hour-long special out on Apple TV. It is called Local Act. It is 58 minutes, and it did not disappoint. And is this available to rent or to buy? So I had to pay like £5.49 to fucking rent it. I didn't even know Apple did that. I'll be honest, the reason I asked is I saw you'd rented it. And it is one of my pet peeves I know. that you will rent something for £3.49, but you won't pay four ninety nine to I, buy it. I, that's 100% my fault. However, the buying option wasn't an option. Weird. And if I loved Maria Bamford any less, I would have gone, fuck you, Apple. You don't get my fucking money. How come you're not triggered by her? Here's what triggers me. Little bitches. <laughs> Little bitches trigger me. Right. Geniuses don't trigger me. And she is supreme genius. And she's messed around with the form of stand-up special quite often in the past. So I think one of them she recorded just in front of her parents on their sofa. She quite often will ask for a volunteer on Twitter and do a Zoom call where she just performs her set to one person <laughs> to test out new material. So is there any of that in this new special? Yes. So it's called Local Act. And she set it up to feel like you're at an open mic night. If people don't know an open mic night, it means there is no qualification for you being there as a stand-up comic. You sign up. There are usually about 20 people on the bill, all doing about five minutes. I remember them very fondly, even though as it was happening to me, it felt like an assault on my person. I felt often it was a, a mixture of... People who worked in finance and didn't like their jobs very much and somebody in the office said, you're funny, you should be a comedian. Uh -huh. Actors whose careers hadn't worked out who thought, there must be another way of being on the stage. Mm -hmm. And the unwell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was most of what I would see at those open mic nights. Yep, that's right. That's right. Now, Maria Bamford does quite a lot about her family. Her parents are recently deceased. Mm -hmm. Did she mention a sister? She has a sister as well. And what was... Interesting and confusing to me. There's sort of this joke about that her sister is a much more together person than she is. But then she additionally reveals that her sister is a life coach. Right. I think life coaches like are just people who failed at something but are like attractive enough to somehow seem like their shit is together. And then they prey on vulnerable people who aren't brave enough to see a real fucking therapist. That's what a life coach is. And I have no respect for it as a profession. And anytime I meet someone who's like, I'm a life coach, I'm like, what's up, loser? <laughs> Slash person who takes advantage of people who are vulnerable. Do you think there is anyone who either A, set out to be a life coach in the first place, that was always their ambition, or was very, very successful, made a ton of money, enjoyed the spoils of that success, and then thought, 
how can I give something back? I'll become a life coach. Exactly. It's never. <laughs> it's that. never. I feel this about yoga teachers sometimes as well. Like no one when they're five is like, I want to teach yoga. It's like I wanted to be a ballerina or an actor and it didn't happen, but I'm bendy and pretty. That is sometimes what happens. And that's how I feel about a life coach. And go get yours. You know what I mean? Like if people are dumb enough to think you know what the fuck you're doing because of your failure. And I'm all for this idea that failure teaches you something, whatever, unless yes. you're a life coach. Yes, because but then you've got I think to be a life coach you should be able to say failure taught me and then I succeeded yes not failure taught me and so I went I'm 34 now how do I pivot (laughs) if you're seeing a life coach like I don't know I really think go get yourself into some good old-fashioned Freudian therapy do you think Maria Bamford would be disappointed to hear us talk about life coaches like this as somebody who's so into self-improvement I'm into self-improvement. So are you, by the way. Anyway, I think she's wonderful. I think everyone should watch her special. What I would say is my number one all-time fave is Old Baby. So I would say to you, go to Netflix, start with Old Baby. And if you say, oh my God, Sarah, I'd never, I'd heard the name, but I've never, then Local Act on Apple TV+. Plus. For my quick watch this week, I watched Criminal Record on Apple TV+. Plus. It's a new police show starring Peter Capaldi and Cus Jumbo. And let me try and summarise this show. An emergency call to the police throws up questions about an old conviction and institutional racism. How often have you called the emergency services in your life? Okay, so we're not talking because I call 111 all the time. They know you. They know me by <laughs> the sound of my aggressive voice. 999. When have I called 999? I rang it when somebody broke into our house when I was sleeping and you were away in New York. Oh, my gosh. And it's very exciting because they sent the police around immediately uh-huh. with sniffer dogs to go through the house looking for the intruder. Oh, my He'd God. already fled. But I often wish there was a number you could call, which was the equivalent of 111, but for the police. You, know, some, you see some kids, you think it's a bit late for those kids to be out. I don't want to ring 999. Yeah, but I want yeah, to ring yeah. someone and yeah. say, these, these kids... I feel I, they should be home by now. I'm not requesting emergency, but you should yeah. know what's going on yes. and you should advise yeah. me on it. Yeah, The news agent's opposite. Their burger alarm often goes off and it's usually nothing. That doesn't feel like a 999 call. But something should be done. Mm. Um, when I was watching the show, you, you wandered in a couple of times and I think you, you really enjoy looking at Peter Capaldi. Oh my God, I want to fuck him so bad. He is the hottest old man I've ever seen in my life. Do you know what your catchphrase is? I don't usually have a thing for older guys, but... Okay, I acknowledge it's happening more than I think it is, but I can't think of any men in their mid-50s or older where I think, oh, fucking yeah, other than Peter Capaldi. Oh, and those, he was in the Guardian magazine this weekend. I just want to fucking... <laughs> mm, just get him all over my... I wanted to rub the picture all over my titties <laughs> and my neck. Oh, he's so sexy and great and wonderful. And he's kind of bad in this. Like, he's never, I know that Malcolm Tucker wasn't like a good guy, but he wasn't truly a bad guy. We all liked Malcolm Tucker. Right. This guy, we're not supposed to like, I don't think. And it it looks like it's leading toward Kush is our number one gal. And Peter's up to some questionable bullshit. Yes, that's how it's looking two episodes in. And it's set in London. London looks really good in it. We're also seeing a lot of our haunts 
places close to our neighbourhood. There's a cafe in it where my best friend, he lived around the corner from there for years, and he was a regular. He was in there every day. Is that something that appeals to you, being a regular? Yes, if the employees of the cafe understand boundaries. This is exactly how I think about it. I want to go in there and there to be a friendly look of recognition. Hey, how are you? Great. You good? Yes. Bye. But I don't want there to be an embroilment. I think at a cafe, Mm. controversial opinion incoming, a lot of people in cafes have a lot of dreams. They do. They have a lot of dreams. Of being life coaches. I think a lot of future life coaches, if they're hot and if they have family money, are working in cafes. So you're 26 and you're working at the local cafe. Really, you you believe you're going to be a musician or an actor or a writer or whatever you're going to be. Now, maybe you're working in the cafe and you're going on to greatness. Maybe you're not. And maybe I'm going to have to hear a lot about the project that you're working on. And maybe that's not very interesting to me. <laughs> Because I got some emails to send while I'm here, okay? I got my own shit I'm working on. I'm 44. I I know what time it is because I'm 44. So I know. You're 26. You still got the space to dream. And that's beautiful. But I don't want to be on the receiving end of hearing about your project, the play that you're in. I can't. And I know that's cunty, but it is also my truth. Well, just to bring it back to criminal record, here's what I think. Cush Jumbo, Peter Capaldi, very enjoyable to watch. Mm-hmm. This show is high-end and twisty-turny. Doesn't quite feel essential. I think what we're all looking for from a police procedural these days is something that feels next level. Like, you, you've got to cut above yeah. somehow, which Slow Horses does. If you've been watching Criminal Record and you're like, oh, I completely disagree, then let us know because I'm happy to blame myself. Well, we'd love for you to send us an email, wouldn't we? I would love it so much. Have any of your haunts been used as locations for TV shows? Has your house been used as a location? How much money did they give you to use your house as a location? Uh, Also, can you back up my theory that Sarah has a catchphrase which goes, I'm not usually attracted to older men, but... Have you got other examples of that happening on the podcast over the months? I can't believe we're doing a call and now that it's just people telling me about myself. I hate it. Uh, Does criminal record start feeling more essential? Have you worked with a life coach and found it useful and why? Don't fuck with me. But in a real way, if a life coach actions some change in your life, I'm going to try to stay open and try and show that I can grow. Also, based on Maria Bamford's stand-up special, feeling like an open mic night, have you ever been to an open mic night and then seen someone who has gone on to great things? You, you could say that you've seen me in an open mic night. And I could say that. To great things. I'm not sure I could say that. But we'd love to hear from you. The email address is... Fuck off at firecrotchandnormcore.com. Patreon time. It's Patreon time. We are still here. We are in January, so I am keeping my promise to all of you. I am not asking you to join the Patreon unless you're a rich person. You're only shaking your begging bowl for rich people. Exactly. And so many of you are rich because I know who I appeal to and I know that rich people like me. I know that people who are financially comfortable (laughs) fucking like me. Okay? So if you're not in a pinch, join the Patreon. Thank you. Now, I understand that there is some value, some in telling you what you get by joining the Patreon. Do you need to hear that from me another week in a row? No! As it happens, one of our listeners emailed in 
I didn't ask for it and I'm not making it up. This is just someone who understands that I like giving people what they pay for. And she knows I'm adorable and she knows I'm a sweet, good person. So she just wrote this in. Hi, FNN. I just wanted to enter your mailbag to send a community service announcement to all watchers out there who have not yet joined the Patreon slash the iOperation slash Hedge Jumper Fund. By the way, this is also not from my mother. That's what, that's what people are thinking this is going to This is just a nice person who cares about me. They honestly don't know how they are missing out on the finest content. Fucking thank you, okay? The full interviews are so satisfying and worth more than the couple of coffees or M&S sandwiches people are spending that money on. I hope your hedges are not too chilly on these cold winter nights. Thank you, they are, but they're a little cozier because of the <laughs> little jackets that I put on them. Keep it up. Your dear friend and financial supporter, Yael. Yael thought, I listened to the podcast. These people, she can tell. So much work goes into this. We work so hard <laughs> for free. I mean, we get some money from the advertisements and some from the Patreon, but the point is we do this essentially for free. Because time is money. This is time we could just be spent having a nice marriage. We could have a nice marriage. We could watch television without taking notes. <laughs> but anyway, if you're rich, join that fucking Patreon. Patreon.com stroke. They like to watch. And a reminder that later on the podcast, you can hear our guest. He is one of the hottest talents of his generation. And he was very charming. He's a real charminator. Oh, my goodness. His stand-up special is called Literally Who Cares. It's on Sky here, HBO Max elsewhere. He is Leo Reich. This week, we watched together the first episode of season four of True Detective. Night Country. Now, it's, it's been a while for us. Um, we, we watched the first series, which had Woody from Cheers and the, uh, the guy who does the voice of Buster Moon in the Sing films. And then we I think, feel like we fell off after that. Maybe you watched the one with was Colin Farrell in it? Uh, yes, a lot of things happened and it was like... True Detective and Fargo. And at some point in there, I got pregnant and had a baby. And those three things mixed together. And I can't separate some of them from the other ones of them. I think the feeling is it fell off a bit of a cliff. Oh, is that what the world says? I think so. That I first season, though, was amazing. And then I don't know what happened, but I do know that the showrunner is gone and they've got someone else in for this series, someone called Issa Lopez. What happened to the other person? I don't know. Maybe he <laughs> wanted to spend more time with his family. Nice. Yeah. Um, it's set in Alaska, hence the Night Country subtitle. Mm -hmm. Have you ever thought about moving to Alaska? Yes, I have. Did you know that I thought about moving to Alaska? Here's how I got there. I see where this is going and it's going to hurt me, but keep going. You, you were a spinster for a long while. Uh-huh. I think your parents thought you might never marry. They thought you might be an old maid. They thought I was too ugly to find a man. They did. Well, they thought uh, I no, was No, no, I'm did. sure it would have been That's... more about your personality. <laughs> it was like, you know, like a song is the lyrics and the melody. I am like my looks and my personality and who knows what's doing what job, but my parents felt a deep fear that I'd be alone forever. Anyway, the reason I mentioned this is, is famous famously men outnumber women in yes. Alaska. And I wondered if you maybe you thought about going there to find a husband. Yes. I mean, the answer to all of this is yes. I knew that men outnumbered women. When you're in New York, there was a real sense, at least when I was young, of like, where are all the men's? What if that's borne out by statistics? I think it might not be. And I felt like I could go to Alaska and get an eight. And you talk about thinking, 
I, I want someone who knows how to handle an axe. Oh my God. I want someone who can chop wood and fell trees. Well, look, I thought it would be really hot as a chapter to go to Alaska and have that life. That being said, watching this show, it's not offering up much for the straight ladies, I would say. It's showing me the Alaska reality, not my Alaska fantasy. How do you think you would cope with the lack of daylight? Because it's set at the time of year where it, where it's permanent darkness. Because I think daylight is overrated. And sometimes you, you will have a go at me for not opening the curtains during the day. But I, d- I don't really care about daylight. Do you know that is such a thing? Very, very early on when we met, it was like a gorgeous day in London and New York. And you messaged me something like, it's so beautiful here today. I wish that you were here and we would draw the curtains and watch films all day or something like that. Like it was like, it's gorgeous out, but we would just stay inside and watch films. And and I thought it was like romantic. And I found this man and he gets me. And now I understand it was your depression (laughs) calling out on like week four being like, you find me charming now, but see how it feels after over a decade and one child. Now we should say that the headline name on the marquee of this season is uh, Jodie Foster, who people will know from Bugsy Malone. Um, I'm su- surprised to hear that you don't think warmly of her, generally. I don't. I think of her as is moderately overrated. And then she gave a speech at some award thing. She, t- I remember some line where she's like, and we were brothers, man. We were in it. We made movies together. Like, my, my big takeaway was that she talked about movie making as though um, she She'd was like served a, front- a tour of Iraq or something. Exactly. Right, right. So the, the mystery at the heart of this new season is there's a, a research station. Uh-huh. And all the scientists there have gone missing. There's a note that says, we are all dead. Ooh. And the only thing left in this place is a human tongue, which links back to the murder of an indigenous woman some years earlier. Ooh. I, I am very squeamish, so when we saw this tongue on screen, I was like, oh, I can't look at it. And you were like, oh, come on, it's so unrealistic. But within five minutes, you thought it was horrible too. They didn't show it constantly for the five minutes. No, there was a moment where like, they take essentially a tong. Or a tongs. Tongs? They use some tongs to they pick up the tongue. They use some tongs to pick up the tongue. And there was something about the consistency of the tongue when lifted by the tongs. I thought the research station where the scientists lived looked great. I was going to ask you, because it was all men, and I was wondering, you, you know, you tend to not like an all-male environment, but I thought, I bet my husband, who is generally not... I don't like sharing my space. I don't like a, a communal living area, I don't like a dormitory. However, there was something very appealing about this I research thought, I system. bet that's a situation where my husband would like to go and be with other men mm. in that research station, and I was right. I did have a little daydream about leaving my life and all its woes behind and living in a research station. I was thinking Antarctic rather than Alaska, but... Well, I don't, I don't think any of them would have you. Um, one thing that doesn't appeal to me about the Alaska as portrayed in True Detective is that the people seem very grim and hardy. Yes, this is what made me not want to go there and like fuck all the men is that they don't, I don't know. They're not jolly lumberjacks. What I realize I want in a lumberjack is like some guy who lives in like Brooklyn or East London. (laughs) 
who has a bit of a lumberjack aesthetic. That's right, what I like. Right. I don't really want a lumberjack. That's like a little too raw for me, I think. I'm a princess. Like everyone in this town seems very somber. They're people of few words. Now, don't get me wrong. As discussed many times, I don't want a lot of small talk, but I want the people in the community I live in mm-hmm. to feel like extras in an MGM musical. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair request. I don't want hardy people. No. With these, stony faces. These people are too authentic. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, they are, yeah. Um, one of them is Fiona Shaw. Yes, doing a good American accent, if I may say. And and I think pretty much the first time that we see her, she she is gutting the carcass of a wolf. The fact that you saw that wolf getting butchered isn't going to put you off True Detective the way that all the butchering and the bear put you off. Yeah, but it wasn't fetishizing the dead wolf in the way that meat is... I agree with you. I, I agree with you. I just, I find that funny and interesting. As I was watching her, I was thinking, there's something of my wife oh. to this oh. woman living right on the <laughs> the edge of the... Like, you have the air of somebody who could live like that without any of the practical skills you can see me living on the tundra and gutting animals except i couldn't because i'm not that capable yes yep that's yeah. right i could see you doing the walk of whatever uh-huh uh-huh however a wild woman is strutting around yes i could maybe at a push imagine you whittling some wood on a porch chewing tobacco yeah it's weird that that's in me but i think you're right about all of this have you figured out if there is going to be a truly supernatural element to this because i think this is what this show does it 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 flirts with it which i never particularly enjoy no but then it always pulls back at the last moment and there's a logical rational explanation yes we saw something that felt supernaturally but i didn't hate it i i'm all in with this show here's my one problem like i can tell true detective already is excellent and it is complicated and it's only out once a week and i would like to say to all of hollywood and beyond who makes this television stuff if you are giving me something complicated to challenge me i thank you and i am so grateful for your work but can you give me like three episodes a week or can you like drop the whole thing at once because you don't want all the other stuff getting in your brain no, in between. I need to be you, like, do, okay. you don't want your brain to go back to square one no i'm like okay i get it this is complicated you're not spelling it out for me you're letting me do a lot of the work i appreciate that but you gotta fucking hit me more than once a week with these things the recap at the start of the next episode is not enough because this shit is so complicated just before we finish on this one quick spoiler go on two words polar bear I think everything is better with a polar bear in it. Um, no. I, mean, I loved Succession, but imagine how good it has been if it had a polar bear in it. Like they, they, for some reason, like Kendall saw a polar bear when he was like at that place getting sober. Yeah, it could have been that. I was thinking more one like on the board of Waystar Royco. Anyway, it's really great, and I'm looking forward to the journey. But please. True Detective season five, please, will you just drop it all like it's hot? Oh, you could do that thing that some people do where they wait until all the episodes have been released before watching it. Well, I can't do that because I have a fucking podcast to do. Are you watching the new season of True Detective? Let us know what you think. I know that they've been the victim of, what do they call it? Not not trolling, but some kind of review bombing, where there are these fanboys who really loved the first couple of seasons and they don't like the fact that the lead is now a woman. Sure. So they're That's writing all weird. these negative reviews, which is skewing its average down on the websites. Which, Are you serious? Yeah, which that stuff matters because people look at the IMDb rating or the Rotten oh Tomatoes God, rating. Um, but are, are you watching True Detective? Is it worth us going back and having a look at seasons two and three at some point? You've just got to move on sometimes. I know. I think that's right. Our email address is? Fuck off 
at firecrotchandnormcore.com. And tell him who's coming up in just a moment. Oh my God, our second son, adorable star, Leo Reich. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. doing us a favor by being here because what we're trying to do by having you here is we are trying to appeal to the youth demographic really his voice i don't know if you've knocked around on a social media page but the voice singing so strong no No, i'm sorry i don't mean your singing voice which is of course also amazing your tone of social media voice. you're not just a digital native you're a social native leo you know it's good you know you speak the lingo (laughs) and if you had a note genuinely if you had like a note because we come across like you know that Steve Buscemi meme? Oh, yeah. 30... Hello, fellow kids. Yes. yes yeah, that's, that's how we come across. Yeah, we come across media. like hello, fellow kids. <laughs> and is, is there any note that mm. you could give us on how we... Appeal, appeal to the youth yes. of today? Yeah. yeah. So the, I'm not good at it, though. It's so funny that you think Leo... I'm good at it. People, people um, my friends are always like, you're terrible at this. You should really do less. Oh, that's not my read on your socials at all. Really? My read on your socials is like effortless voice <laughs> combined with like, hey, you know, like that, but like very cool. And then it's like, um, yeah, no, I'm not like I have my HBO specials. Like I'm not doing that. <laughs> oh my God, once. that's so good because obviously the ma- massive fear of anyone doing endless self-promotion online is that you do so much of it that everyone wants you dead. I'm so sorry about clogging <laughs> up your feed with my... Well, this is something I keep saying. Like, you get upset because you don't get many likes when you're posting about the podcast. I say, but you've you've got you've got to buy him a drink first. Also, no no one's getting. I've turned the likes off because I can't. It's too humiliating. You have ten people, I would say maximum. Anyone has ten people on Instagram who they actually want to like the thing. Who then they're like looking out for like. Let me ask you this: Have they liked it? So, so when you say that, are you talking about like? Um, dear friends who mean a lot to you. I mean, no. Oh, you'd mean like, oh, <laughs> no. did John Early like my post? Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, needless <laughs> to say. Answer is no. Um, does he uh, follow no, no, you? Uh, does John Early follow me? It's a great question. Uh, yes. 
Next to us, chef. That was fucking good, honey. That was really good. You knew the right person. No, he just knew the right person. Tell us about the day John Early followed you. Oh wow. Well, I was in the mountains of France and I wept. No, I no, I I actually can't remember. Do you know how it happened? I'm actually going red. How did it happen? Wait, has there been a romance? No, of course not. No, I don't know. I feel like he should be so fucking lucky. That's so true. That's so true. And if you take one thing away from this podcast, he should be so fucking. I think he should, he should be, be so, so fucking lucky. lucky. How did no, you, how you come across John Early's radar? Do you know? Um, because I wore his. <laughs> this feels so weird to talk about, but I, I, I went to his show in New York. His taping for his special, which mm-hmm. is amazing. Um, and I bought, a, <laughs> I bought merch, <laughs> and then I wore the merch on Inst- and I posted a picture not about that but I was just wearing the merch this is amazing and then, and then he did a post about the merch and Leo. I was in it as like, I he's find... wearing it and then it, loved it, it obviously completely loved it of course but a lot of people that, like I, th- I think a lot of people would then mute that person rather than follow them yeah no no if you saw somebody wearing your own no, face no you got that wrong you've got that oh, wrong really? and I'll tell you for it's why it's psychotic because I was so it was so embarrassing I was like this is humiliating beyond belief no, no I'm telling I... you something if, you, if you, you get to a stage where people are wearing t-shirts with you here's what you'll do you, you, you'll see that Instagram post then you will immediately look at the number of followers they have <laughs> well thank you, god you, I was you, verified <laughs> thank exactly. god I was verified yeah. It's exactly that. That was only two weeks after I got verified. Thank God. But because we're being very (laughs) candid, can we just like lay the truth on the table? Yeah. Which is like, if you were an uggo, he wouldn't have fucking followed you. Oh, well... I good, but if it was an ago with like two hundred thousand, then he followers, would have followed would. you. Yeah, yeah. But verified, he's verified. He can he he checks in. He's like a beauty, and yeah. generally is like fucking yeah, and follows you back. Wow, and that moment so incredible. fabulous, and any DMing. I, can't, does, I cannot feel, reveal. Okay, I cannot so reveal. So that's a yes. I'm not. No. No. Well, it is. Yeah. I mean, because you would. We don't want to. You would wanna, say, "Oh, I should I, be no, so lucky." The, the, we don't want to push your boundaries. But I really am. Well, so I'm also just by so. But also, I I have humiliated myself in front of. I would say every comedian on the planet. I was like a massive, rabid comedy fan. Like, would go to stuff alone. Like, mm. I'd be one of the. You know the the kind of freaky people who are like posting a picture, going, "Was at this show today." And tags every comedian on I the show. I think that's the sweetest thing I've ever heard. It's the saddest thing you've ever no, heard. No, it's oh. so sweet. It Sad. makes me I just have think you're such a sweetheart. Terrible, heart. terrifying. I've I and and then I would be like, well, I kind of know these people, so it would be the person as well to go up to them and be like, hey, no, I Leo, know it was it's not pure. You're just like a little hey, nerdy boy. Who, who is the person? Be my friend. Who is the person who, if they knew? the boy you were like eight, nine years ago, they, they wouldn't be friends with you because it'd be too freaky for them. There are so many people who literally, I, I, I'm on friendly terms with, who I literally did go up to and go like, you're, you're Edinburgh show in 2017. I think that's... Changed my life. But I'm what, like, what took you from that little nerd bomber mm-hmm. to the, like... Eyeliner and short shorts on American TV. Was it? What is? Was it a certain physical blossoming? And I asked that in a respectful. Oh role. wow! I wish. No. Does, does anyone ever feel like they've ha- actually had a physical blossoming? I think I don't you know. feel that way. I think you think I feel that way. You yes, because there are. You know, I want to make sure we don't give anything away. But there is material in your show mm-hmm. about your level of attractiveness. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like in the show. It's not like I'm so hot that people are like, this is, I'm not like Joel Kim Booster or whatever. I'm not like ripped within an inch of my life. I'm wearing something that I definitely think I'm hot on stage. Yeah. 
I'd with. rather look like you than me, but if I was given the choice of any face and body, it wouldn't be yours. Yeah, you exactly. Know? That's, 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 and it wouldn't be anyone's. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was wager. Uh, Sarah mentioned um, you've just come back from doing um, late night Seth Meyers. Uh, mm-hmm. Do they make a fuss of you? Do you get a gift basket? You get a mug. You get a hat. You get so you- a gorgeous handshake. So you only get their own merch. They don't go to like Joe Malone or anything. There's no Joe. There was no Joe Malone. Um, not a Joe Malone gift bag in sight. Jar of unfortunately. Um, artisan popcorn. Cookies. Okay. Cookies. Delicious cookies that I couldn't take home with me, and there were nine of them, so I had half of one. I think you could Waste. take. I think you could take that. I don't think Hand there's any luggage. laws again. It depends on the size. I mean, what else? I think are you they've got eggs in them. Did you travel to the States hand luggage only? Hand luggage only. I was there for genuinely 30 hours. Did they fly you, you across? You kidding me. Yeah. And business. <laughs> they flew me across business. Oh, Great. bitch. Get into it. And did they, but, so did you stay the night? I stayed, yeah, I stayed the night. What where hotel? Did, where did they put you up? The Thompson Central Park. Wow, the that's Thompson nice. That's Central nice. Central Park. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Who did were you, you on with? I was on with Kate McKinnon. Okay. Yeah. How was that? Amazing. Didn't meet her. <laughs> but she was so funny the whole time i was like why am i do- what's what's happened here that i'm doing my like sort of irony poison cynical <laughs> character half character comedy on a late night show they just want to have a good time <laughs> so what had happened is that your agent doing a really good job of pushing is uh, that someone that i think york- it's hbo doing the- HBO. Done that new yorker piece i know what the hell what yeah. the fuck what the fuck? Leo had this long piece on him in the, the New Yorker, which was it sort of pseudo-intellectualized <laughs> your whole shtick and really compounded this voice of a generation thing. Yeah. And, you know, the pressure on you after something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But all, and also like but that it's so funny. It's, it, I don't in general read all the comments under everything, but under that it's like, who is this? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's of course. I have to say, Leo, I'm very impressed. I was not ready <laughs> For you to not, for you to take yourself so not seriously. I what? Because that's your yeah, but he's, so he's, he's young. still six months off taking himself seriously. <laughs> okay, so no, no, so, no you so should me just a month ago. Oh, I was really? Were you a really real serious. piece of shit a month ago? Uh, well, it, I think that the a month ago was like the uh, height of doing like interviews, and in the interviews of, and press and stuff, they just ask you really serious questions, and it, in a normal context, I would have been like, "Well, I don't know the answer to that." But then you're you're sitting there with this woman from the New Yorker who's like, so what is the main problem with society? She and you go, what I well, I'll give it a go. <laughs> I'll give it a go. So what it is, right, uh-huh. is social media and the internet. And then it's, the po- of course, politics is involved as well. <laughs> and then they print that. They print that and you read it and you're like, what the hell? There was an interview in um, Them, which is like the, the like queer Condé Nast magazine publication. Oh. And yeah, thank you. And uh, <laughs> I genuinely sound like I'm on crack cocaine because I am doing word salad of like, well, the, it's what the structural problems of the dialectics in our society are such that, <laughs> and you read it, you're like, what the hell what's, is wrong what's with this great, You're at the stage in the career that if somebody's writing about you, it's because you're the hot new thing and, and, and they want to be the ones writing those early profile pieces. So what they're not going to do at all is try and make you look like a dick. No, but and, that, and, and that is coming at some stage. But at the moment, they they want to glom onto you in these early I know, stages. And how incredible! So how much are you turning on the charm in an interview? You're really I'm turning not, it on. Right you, now. you seem charming, but I don't know if this is genuine. This, oh no, I'm not like this. At all. <laughs> I'm not like this at all. 
Um, You're very, very charming. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm curious if we're getting a performance. Yes. Or the real. Yeah, yeah. Like no, this well, this true sweet. But that I don't feel like you're getting a performance. But sometimes I'll do a, the performance of like a, uh, a bit oh. more kind of. Oh, but that's more aloof though. See, more this aloof. Is, he performs so you perform like, rudeness. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I perform rudeness. Well, that's what I do on stage. When I started doing stand up, it was completely different. The whole persona was completely different. It was all about like social anxiety and being like really lame. And I would like nervously stand in the middle of the stage wearing my like round glasses and plaid shirt. Uh huh. It just didn't do anything for me, really. And what ended up being the thing that I did in the show eventually was more tapping into the, the kind of bubbling desperation underneath someone who is trying to seem really aloof. A problem I think that can exist mm-hmm. when someone gets a stand-up special very early is that they're not ready to perform that thing under that pressure. Yeah. And I was blown away oh. by the quality of your performance. Thank you. I I thought you seemed so ready. And I thought the special as well, a thing that I think about, if I may say, a lot of British stand-up specials is they look like pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. They look cheap and sad and bad. <laughs> and I messaged your agents and I was like, this looks fucking phenomenal. Oh, that's great. Thank you. It, and I was wondering what that was. Is that HBO money? I mean, it was a real... It, Tom Hardiman, who directed it, um, is like a film... When we st- started doing it, the main thing about filming it, I think, was was trying to make it feel like kind of a film. I never really respond to that thing in stand-up specials where the cameras are meant to make you like really feel like you're in the room. Because mm. it's like, I don't feel like I'm in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have never once felt like I'm in the room. No. It's never worked, ever. I've seen a billion stand-up specials, and all it does is make you think like, God, couldn't they have framed this nicer, maybe, or something? Let me ask you, let me ask you a question. Um, the, the way you were talking about the direction of the special, I, I'm smelling a, sm- uh, smelling a film buff on you. Is, is that oh right? Oh, my God, lock me up. And throw <laughs> I've been rumpled. But it's this because yeah, you, you sort of grew up around film. Your yeah, dad is what like a film producer. Cut it out. Cut it out. The podcast. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> bleep it out. Bleep it out. Yeah. No, no. You're very open about your immense privilege. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So too. I should have hit that loads more. Yeah, but most people do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. And it never works. Sarah. Sarah always says like the the thing that you would. L- like more than anything is access to people's bank statements <laughs> see how their life is funded a lot of time. yeah because so often you're looking at it that's like if someone comes in they're like wow your house is so lovely like yeah. i genuinely feel the need to be like thank you my husband bought it because he was very successful you know like i i don't which i that is that to just for listeners to confirm that is what happened that's like, so, when that's, i walked into this well, house you said you your house is really nice it was but, almost the second thing that i said yeah and i was like thanks jeff bought it I yeah did. because i don't know like what to it's just a lovely thing and i all I just, all I ever want is candor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I lo- I also, when you're watching stuff and you're like, what is your annual, that's just what mm-hmm. I want to know from everyone. Show me your <laughs> annual Where did the deposit income. for that house come yeah, from? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, but, but, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to make this about your immense privilege, but what I agree. <laughs> well, it always it becomes that. <laughs> it always what becomes I wanted that. to ask is, what are the perks? I'm not talking about, um, 
across a lifetime. Uh-huh. I'm talking about like literally when you're a kid, what do you get to do or what do you get to have because your dad's a f- not nice holidays. <laughs> I say like, what um, do you, does he bring yeah. props home? Do you get to go on set? What are the what are the perks? No, not really. It was I would say the main perk apart from anything else was the was watching loads of films and because he would vote for them. Oh, the screen the like BAFTAs screeners. and Oscars and things. So, and so would that you, would was you like, not go on set? Not re- I've been, but not really. Are you in the background of anything? No, it was like there was, my mum used to have a rule where where he couldn't he couldn't step through the door and uh, on the phone or have a phone call. So he'd finish phone calls in the car. Oh my god! I did love you ever see that. him? Was yeah. he just in the car all the time? No, he was like outside in the car. It's like where's dad? Oh, he's in, he's in the car. <laughs> where that rule is coming from? But I'm also not sure so if it's that effective. It was really. I, mean, I, I love would that. never. I, think that's I would. Wonderful. I don't think I would have really known about uh, until i was like 13 maybe 14 uh-huh. would have never really clocked what he was up to and did you get to do because um sarah gets annoyed at me um if if i ever allow our son to have anything where there's a a, a whiff of um working our connections <laughs> yeah yeah of so course. We, so did you how were your parents on oh, that? well apart from the emails they sent to um, various <laughs> studio heads um nothing almost nothing apart from the meetings that they set up and stuff <laughs> I'm more that was it that was, no but genuinely that was it <laughs> I'm more apart from the various introductions they made to list celebrities that was genuinely the end of list <laughs> okay so before we let you go what are you watching at the moment and or what should we be watching i'm watching the curse the Nathan yes. Fielder show great. with Emma Stone. I'm like, what's, huh? Which is great in yes. a good way. So rare to not know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, I watched all of Such Brave Girls. Funny. Great. So funny. I just watched Smothered, which is the which is Monica Heisey's new sitcom. Funny. <laughs> Love John Pointing. Could watch John Pointing all day, every day. John Pointing. Yes. Yeah. Big Boys. Big Boys, for example. Big Boys, for example. And Gorgeous he- little face he's got. I'd say. But it's a loud sound podcast. It's not normal. Oh, they're totally normal. <laughs> Great. Are well, you what are you watching? Are you a rewatcher? We Massively. Pop, we... I rewatch Girls every year. Do you? Yeah. That's my Girls Sex in the City. Oh, uh, Sex in the City. Does your uh, Sex in the City obsession extend to and just like that? I will watch it at some point, but it would be genuinely all I would talk about if I watched it. <laughs> I would. I don't think that I would get a single word out my mouth that wasn't about and just like that if I watched every episode. It's so amazing. Sarah, surely you relate to that because <laughs> you do watch it and you struggle talk to about talk it all about anything else when it's on air. Yes. Yeah, because it's incredible. It's incredible. But it's also terrible. Oh, yeah. I mean, but it's it's the most consuming I felt. I genuinely felt like you... an evil force. It's like watching porn. It's like a, it sucks, sucks your blood out of your body. And you are left a, a husk by the end of the episode. And I was like, I can't, you can't put, put myself through, through this. When and just like that comes back, <laughs> if you wanted to consider like having some conversations about that, like if you want to give over, I can be a receptacle. I would love for you to be a receptacle. What a charmer Leo Reich is. What a little sweet darling. And it seems genuine. Here's what I'm always charmed by. It's a self-awareness. Mm. It really, it can take me anywhere. Are we going to adopt him? No, no, I don't need another child. Certainly not one who's doing better than I am at stand-up. <laughs> but I did like him very, very much. All right, email time. Is Mr. Inbox still with us? Has he gone into hibernation? 
he's hibernating. I'm somebody different. Oh no, who are you? I'm a little hedge in a sweet, sweet jumper. <laughs> I'm a little hedge in a jumper and I'm cozy. Oh my God, do you think I could do like a, a voice for a cartoon? That's what I just thought to myself as I did that. Well, why don't you beg in case there's any cartoon casting directors? Cartoon listening? casting directors, I feel like maybe you listen to the pod. Look, this is the voice of a front hedge, like a like a 12-year-old front hedge, a tween, if you will. <laughs> a tween hedge. And I'm just showing you like some, some of what I offer as a vocal artiste. Okay. Oh, mom. My roots are cold, mom. Can I get a second jumper? No, honey. The lady only bought one for each of us. How's that? Is the voice of a mom hedge. Great, you could be the new Mel Blanc. I don't know who Mel Blanc is. He did all the classic Looney Tunes voices. Oh, oh I'm too, like, you know, young for all of those. <laughs> the first email comes from Amy Lindley, who writes, Hey, both. You asked for people who work, have worked in TV. Now, this is somewhat tenuous, but many years ago, I worked at QVC in London. I was working in the jewelry buying team, and it was my job to read the celebrities who had put their name to ranges of dubious quality before they went on air to flog, quote unquote, their wares. It was a riot of mostly F-list celebs. Russell Grant. He was a cuddly astrologer. Ew. Patsy Palmer. Patsy Palmer was an EastEnders actor. I think it's going back into EastEnders. Yuri Geller, I know who that is. Yes. And she can do these, he bent spoons. Oh, he can't help staff, himself. He cannot help himself. In the staff canteen, much to the annoyance of the dinner ladies. <laughs> However, one glorious day, I met Joan Rivers, who was in town to do her QVC jewelry show. She was predictably awesome, genuine star quality and hilarious, kind of a diva. She did not like the job the makeup girl did. She told me a story about how she nearly got banned the first time she was on QVC US because she told viewers that a particular ring was about to sell out. And she said, we only have size R left and that's R for rape victim. (sighs) Different times. No idea how true that is, but I loved her. Amy. It's great to know, isn't it? Yeah, I imagine that Joan Rivers is a brilliant, complicated, difficult woman. She's no longer with us. Did I say is? Yes. Oh, I meant was. This is from Matt Flynn, who says, FC and NC. Generally, I'm a lover, not a hater. I'm happier talking about things I adore. Succession, slow horses, dark winds, deadlock, Mr. Inbetween, etc. But... I wanted to step in and shit on Saltburn. On one hand, I'd love Jeff to watch it because he would hate it too and we could bask in the glow of our shared repugnance. But on the other hand, I really don't wish it on him. Sarah, I think you are wrong to characterise this as a skewering. The upper-class characters are ridiculous and out of touch but are regarded warmly and certainly not presented as deserving of the fate that befalls them. If anything, the message is that outsiders are interlopers and not to be trusted. And that's the kind of thinking that rarely leads to humanity's finest moments. I also got a voice note that I played for you from my friend Chris. Yes, it was very devastating for me. Who strongly disagreed with your take on Saltburn. The reason that it was depressing was you went, hey, come listen to this voice note. And so if you hear that, you think, oh, it's about to be like, hey, um, I saw Sarah at a gig and she was so wonderful. Like I was just like, ready for like <laughs> some huge compliment. And it was your friend Chris saying that I'm getting 
everything wrong about Saltburn. <laughs> Making, I think, some very similar points. Is there anything that Chris said in that voice note that's particularly different to what Matt is saying? He said some stuff about the duration. He said that you are wrong when you say that story needed that long to be told. Like, absolutely, you could have told that story in like an hour and 40. Okay, so Matt, I don't really know who you are. Uh, if you like our podcast, I'm going to assume you're like... Great person. Great yeah, guy. Like, great guy. Well, not great. I don't know him. But generally that our taste is similar. Um, I feel very attacked. I just want to start by saying that I feel <laughs> really attacked. Um, here's what I don't appreciate about Matt's email. Matt, I say this with love. It's that I'm wrong. And here's the thing that I try to do. Oh, but I'm not sure this is right. Do I tell people that they're wrong if they feel differently? Yeah, I guess I do that. All right. Well, <laughs> All fair right, enough. Okay. I'm, I'm having my cake. I'm eating it too. Thank you for the email. This last one is from Caroline Wilson who writes, Dear FNN, having just finished the episode 10 finale of The Curse. We'll pause here. If you are not up to date on The Curse, there's going to be some spoiler-y stuff in this. Okay. So I would say skip ahead for the next two minutes. And if you haven't even started The Curse yet, you must watch it. It's the it thing. It's fantastic. It's the thing, it's the thing. Okay. Episode 10 finale of The Curse and felt compelled to write even though I don't quite know what to say. I started watching this on your recommendation and have found it really terrific, laugh out loud, funny in places, cringeworthy, discomforting in others with a lot to say about gentrification, virtue signaling, and the general horrors of human beings in reality TV. And it was just so different, so well played, unpredictable, and truly compelling. Uh, 100% agree. Then came Ep 10, and what the fuck? <laughs> I would be so interested to hear your views on the episode 10 finale. I don't know how to process it. I'm not saying it was bad necessarily. It just took such a left turn. I mean, everyone knew this was what was going to happen in episode 10, right? We, we could all see that was where it was going. You're joking. Yes, of oh, course okay. I'm joking. Sarcasm was... for me is sometimes hard for me. Also, you're very weirdly good at your sarcasm because it's so nasty. Um <laughs> It took this left turn at the lights and took me by surprise. Literally didn't see it coming. Yours head scratchingly and staring off into the middle distance. Jeff, do you want to take this? Yes. So it was one of the most surprising episodes of television I have ever seen. Sarah is one. Uh, when something finishes, you love to then go Googling and finding theories as to what people thought it meant. And I, I'm not a great one for that. But with this... I just didn't trust my opinion at all. And I must have read about five or six different think pieces to check what other people thought of mm. it. And what I gleaned from doing that was there really wasn't one answer. So then I was happy with what I thought in the first place. But it was a bizarre ending to a TV show. Here's what I think. I think wrapping up a series is the hardest thing to do. I think it was... I hate to say what I'm about to say. It felt like a cop-out to me. We, it shouldn't be impenetrable. It should be almost impenetrable. Right. I guess my interpretation, Caroline, it's this thing about his irrelevance. Yes. Now that she's going to have a baby. Yes. Like he's spooged in her and she's carried it to term and now he's forever gone from yeah. her life in any real way. The way in which he's minimized and out of control in his own story. Yes, and then also, you know, because this theme of a curse, like, we didn't... You don't think that ever resolved properly? No, so we never saw a resolution, which I don't mind. We never saw a resolution of the curse. But anyway, Caroline, no one knows the secret that you don't know. That's all Caroline wants to know. Are we in it together? Caroline, we're in it together. Are you listening to this and you watched the whole of the curse and loved that final episode? Or you've got a different interpretation of it. Mm. And can I also say, I didn't dislike it. I just no. didn't love it, I guess. Yeah. Okay. The email address is? 
fuck off at firecottagenormcore.com. This week, Leo Reich liked to watch The Curse on Paramount Plus, Such Brave Girls on BBC iPlayer and Smothered on Now TV and Sky Comedy. Sarah liked to watch Maria Bamford's local act, available to rent on Apple TV Plus. I watch Criminal Record on Apple TV Plus, and we like to watch True Detective Season 4 on Sky and Now TV. It's my tween hedge. Ah. What time of the day do you think it is right now as our listeners are listening to this? Think of one listener. What time of the day is it? 8.40 a.m. Mom! They're jogging. Hey, listen, first of all, you're doing great. Morning run in the middle of January, you're doing great. You've showed up for yourself today, and by showing up for yourself, you've showed up for everyone who loves you. I'm proud of you. I got my jumper on. You've got your jumper on ear warmers and your gloves so that you can stay warm while you work on your body. You're staying fit this January, New Year, New You. I'm the tween hedge with my jumper in Sarah's front garden that is sweet and without too much personality. I'm here with you <laughs> on your jog and I wish you a great week. Bye! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.